four, three, two, one. It's this awesome podcast I listen to called Grim Grimmer Grimmest. There is. What's it about? Grim fairy tales. You know what that reminds me of? A book called A Tale Dark and Grim. Grim. So it's Sheila and Josie. Josie. And we have a very, very, very special guest with us today. And the most special guest. And we have known him his whole life. Oh my gosh. Have we known you that long? Right? Are you that old? We've known you your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, today, or tonight, we are podcasting, and we're going to be talking about a book with my favorite little boy, Dash. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, Dash. And Dash, um, this is his first time podcasting, so he's yes. still trying to figure out, like, when he's supposed to talk and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could talk whenever if I was doing a YouTube video right now. Right. This just think of it as like when you you practicing for your YouTube video, but it's for podcasts. It's just Mommy's all podcast. audio. All audio. So if you just sit there and you're quiet, nobody <clears throat> sees your face. <laughs> nobody sees your face. Dash just, is podcast famous. We talk about Dash quite a bit. Is. You He's, all know about him. Mm-hmm. He's my godson. And yep. he's Sheila's son. <laughs> and everybody in Chicago knows him. Everyone, Everyone in Chicago knows him. He's Chicago famous. Chicago famous. Him yeah. and his taco cat shirt. Yes. <laughs> oh, That's something. Oh, yeah. Oishi. That one, too. Do you remember what it means in Japanese? It means delicious. Delicious. That's right. Delicious. Yeah. That's right. All right. Um, so, happy New Year, everybody, and we hope everybody had a great holiday season. And it feels kind of good just to maybe have a a fresh start. So, hopefully, we're yeah. kicking we're kicking off our podcast with January. It's all new episodes every week, so keep your eyes and ears tuned for what we have. Yeah. Planned. Yeah, we're really stuff. excited about what's coming up. Yeah, we um we have a pop culture episode that Andy hasn't told us the topic to yet. I, sometimes I think it's a surprise for all of us. I think we need to hint that it needs to be the Harry Potter 20th edition. <laughs> like, or we need to tell him that's what it's gonna be. Or not edition, <laughs> but what's it called? The special that they have on HBO. The anniversary special. Anniversary, yes. I mean, I we already suggested that, and he didn't seem too keen. He was like, yeah, mm-hmm, maybe. He didn't like it when I suggested Bridgerton for March either. And we've already discussed that it was going to happen. <laughs> he doesn't like any of our suggestions. So Even after <laughs> we discussed. After we talked about it, yeah. 
I think he just yeah. likes the best with us. Uh-huh. He does. He does do that. He does yeah. like to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Joe, Joe, do you got a Harry Potter fact? I do. So I actually looked up Harry Potter facts for kids because we have the kiddo with us. And also just because it's really fun to see what different stuff comes up. Um, This was actually found on moms.com. I did not even realize that was a website. And it was by (laughs) Jamie Kennedy, released in 2020. And the fact that I found was the movie has... Oh, wait, sorry. The movies all had a dedicated animal production team. So clearly the really magical creatures in the books only made it into the movies through CGI and special effects. Right. Like hippogriffs. I mean, I can't believe they couldn't find a hippogriff in Tame It. But, right. Um, sure. But there are so many regular real-life animals in the books and movies, and someone had to be in charge of making sure they knew their marks. There were rats, cats, mice, snakes, and birds of all kinds, including owls. The animals were all managed by a special production team throughout filming. And in case you were wondering how a rat lived as long as Scabbers did, we have another interesting animal fact for you. Over a dozen rats portrayed Scabbers in the films, and there were four separate owls who flew as Hedwig. I think I knew that about Scabbers. I definitely knew there was a couple, but I didn't know there was over a dozen. But that makes sense because the films filmed throughout 10 years. But he was Scabbers in the first four, right? Right. I'm like, I don't think he, did he change back ever again? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think after Goblet of Fire, I don't think he ever really had to change back. But that's four, four films. That's still probably like four to five years. Right. In between, so. Definitely. Yeah. Nice little fact. Fun fact. Okay. So, do you want to introduce the book, or do you want me to introduce the book, buddy? You can introduce the book. Okay, so the book we picked for this month is a book called A Tale Dark and Grim. And who's it by? Adam Gidwitz. Adam Gidwitz, that's right. And if you want to check out his podcast, look for Grim Grimmer Grimace. Yeah, Grim Grimmer Grimace. Um, and that's actually kind of how we came across his books we found his podcast first and dash really loved it and we listened to it all the time over and over and over over and over again we listened to every single episode over and over and over as he falls over yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh we did we've i think we listened to the first two seasons like three or four times we listened to the second season or the four or the third season two times i don't know we listen to it a lot yeah he loves it it's a fun podcast because the author adam gidwitz he talks to or he goes originally it started out the first two seasons he was going to schools and telling these stories to children mm-hmm. and they would talk to um, or and like he would get them involved, um, you know, ask them questions like, do you know what this means or what would you do here or, you know, just kind of get their opinions. And then he did um, and then they would go into this like 
audio drama and there would be actors in the background, uh, or not background, yeah. like recorded. Hey, cat. Oh my gosh. We have a cat. As another <laughs> guest. <laughs> another yeah. guest. Ooh, talks. Four talks. <laughs> Um. <laughs> um and so and he w- so then they would blend the the recording of of the kids and then the recording of the actors together and it was just kind of it just it works really well dash loves it um then the third season happened during the pandemic and they did virtual where they basically did a skype or zoom um they worked around what they used to do by doing Zoom and Skype. And it was still fun. Um, like we still enjoyed listening to it that way. So so I have a question about the podcast because yeah. I forgot that the author had a podcast and that's how you found this book until mm-hmm. you mentioned it again today. So Dash, why don't you tell me, how does the podcast work? Does he have one story for the whole season and it works through kind of like the book did or does each episode have kind of a different tale it has each episode has a different tale and some are familiar or similar similar yeah say. so it's like season one hansel and gretel and like season two is cinderella and then like season three is jack and the beanstalk oh or? no sorry uh well so episode one is just like one story oh okay Um, But sometimes you'll see pieces of an episode, not an episode, parts of a story story. come back in from another story. And the kids are like, wait, that was in this story. And um, so that's cool. So it's cool. So it's similar in the sense that. Don't. don't. No, you stop. Cat is not part of the recording. I know, but you're supposed to be recording. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so it's just one story per episode. Oh, okay, um, that's cool. It's similar, and like, yeah, well, I'll talk about that later. But um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we picked it, and we wanted to have Dash as a um, special guest, and um, I'm trying to think. I think that's I think that's it. Like yeah. Why so normally yeah. we read the book cover or book description of just one thing that we find because they're usually yeah, pretty yeah. similar. But as we were looking at the book detail, I have the paperback. Sheila has the hardcover. Yeah. And, and like the descriptions are completely different. So we're actually going to read both for you. So, yeah. Sheila, why don't you go first, and then I'll okay. read mine. Reader, beware. Warlocks with dark spells, hunters with a deadly aim, and bakers with ovens retrofitted for cooking children lurk within these pages. But if you dare, turn the page and learn this true story of Hansel and Gretel, the story behind and beyond the breadcrumbs, edible houses, and outwitted witches. Come on in. It may be frightening. It's certainly bloody, and it's definitely not for the faint of heart. But on luck, like those other fairy tales you know, this one is true. All right. And then the paperback is... Once upon a time, fairy tales were awesome. 
follow Hansel and Gretel as they run away from their own story and into eight other scary fairy tales. They'll encounter witches and warlocks, hunters with deadly aim, and bakers with ovens that are just right for baking children. It may be frightening, but unlike those other fairy tales, you know, this tale is true. True. So, I'm going to just put a little disclaimer on there that on the back of this, it says this book is for ages 10 and up. Mm. And I know, like, because there were definitely parts when I was reading it where... I was kind of like, oh, is this a kid's book? Like, how young was it again? Where I actually had to kind of, like, look it up and think about it. Because I know some people, like, some children can handle things a little bit gory. I know adults who couldn't handle the gore in this in this book. And yeah. So I was like, wait a second. Like, let me look at the age again. Right. So I just thought it was really interesting. But, um, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. So I do want to say, like, his podcast is very similar where he's, it's, he doesn't whitewash the, the goriness of the original Mm -hmm. fairy tales from hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Like, he makes them easier for the kids to understand, but that's about it. Yeah, I think people forget that the Disney versions of a lot of the fairy tales are not the actual versions. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that they are a lot more, uh, gory and readers beware or listeners beware. Um, and they were actually meant as like, not just like, Hey, you can have the dream and find your prince, but actually like, okay, this is a cautionary tale. Yeah. (laughs) Even, even without Grimm, like the Grimm fairy tales, a lot of the fairy tales are not very happy they are still cautious tales like Hans Anderson um Hans Christian Anderson and like his stories are very dark and yeah they are kind of like that yeah not like the Disney fairy tales um Um, well since you brought that up Dash how did you feel about the gore yeah it's not that much it didn't bother you that bad yeah I mean, some kids could take it. Pro- probably. And then you in the, you were kind of used to his storytelling style because it's similar in the podcast as in the book. But what does he say at the beginning of the podcast? Do you remember? If you get scared, what what do you what you should do? Stop reading. Stop. Well, he says it, he actually says turn down the um volume. Well, I'm for and he's like for five seconds. And then turn it back up. And if it if it if it's past that scary spot, okay, good. But if not, just turn it down. Do five seconds again. It's like he does that in this uh, the podcast, right? And, and that's good. And what's another thing that he does? He he rates it, right? Mm-hmm. How does he rate it? If it's kind of scary, it's grim. It's grim. And if it's re- more scary, it's grimace. Grimmer. No, I mean yeah, grimace. Or grim, grimmer, yeah, grimmer. And then if it's extra, extra scary, it's grimace. Grimace. So that's the name, like the mm. podcast, grim, grimmer, grimmest. Which it's fun that way, where um, and he's like, so it's grimmer. Obviously, he can't do that with like every chapter, but um, right. Which he still kind of does in the chapters because he, he tells you like he pops in as the author, like if there's a little one. Yeah, they, they he, definitely, to to he definitely <laughs> breaks the fourth wall a lot by being like, 
okay, here's the part. Get the babysitter. Have them take the yeah. kids. You read the book. Don't let the kid yeah. read the book. And he kind of has some fun with the audience of that where it's like. He does. Which, yeah, where he's just like, you know, um, why are you letting your kids read this? Okay, the kid is still reading it. Okay, I warned you. And then he, like, yeah. goes into the, the story. So there's definitely beats for that. Yeah. Which I'm sure as a parent, like, I've read, read a lot of younger children's books. Like, we've read um, Eddie Steele for this, sh- mm-hmm. for this show, but then we've read, like, Fable Haven, and, like, we've obviously, yeah. like, the Harry Potter books and a bunch of other stuff. So we read other books where it's, like, geared towards somewhat younger children, but it's older than, like, a kid's book. Right. Um. I feel like this is one of the few that I've actually seen where it's, like, interactive for not just the author to the reader. Yeah. But between the parent and the child where it's, I feel like if you were reading this with your child, there's some beats in there where you can actually, like, talk about some stuff that. Yeah, for sure. Maybe help give an opportunity for verbiage and stuff like that for how things could possibly happen or not happen. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you like the stash? Did you like this book? Yeah. What um what did you like about it? Well, I like that there were kids that went on a journey that is somewhat like um the Zelda series but a bit different. Yeah, they they had their own quest that they kind of had to fulfill. Yeah, just like Link. Yeah. Anything else was there was there like a certain and another thing Unlike the Zelda series, they had to defeat a dragon. They did. And in the Zelda series, they had to defeat Ganondorf or Ganon or some other Legends of Zelda bosses. Yeah. In the book, he talks about, or not he talks about, but, like, he tells the initial story of, like, Hansel and Gretel. But he also tells you that the story, story doesn't end there and he believes a lot of these stories are really tied together in real life like like when they were written or stories were told like they're all they are tied together somehow like that's just kind of what his like philosophy on the grim fairy tales is and so in this book he's taken a bunch of grim stories Hansel and Gretel is obviously Mm. um the Mm. the one that he he picked for for this series and he adds them and ties them together and makes them like one big story and I I actually kind of really like it like it was fun to to see him interweave the stories together yeah for sure yeah there was definitely some chapters that I loved where I noticed that and some that I was like "Eh, I could get past this story yeah but I did like how, I mean, I w- I'm with you, Dash. I liked how it was two kids that went on the journey. Mm-hmm. I liked that there was a theme throughout where, yeah. you know, one, kids can do things. Kids can handle more than I think sometimes adults give them credit for. Yeah. I also think that it's one of those things where you can't really always shield or shelter your children too much because Mm -hmm. things are still going to happen whether whether you want it to or not as a parent or as an adult like children are going to take in things and they have to be able to deal with certain themes 
I also thought it was just like really great how like by the end of it they were like, "What are you gonna do, your children?" And then it was like the children actually did something. Yeah. And they were like, oh, wait, like, I liked the one person in the crowd, like, towards the end with Dragon, where they're like, but they're just a little kid, and they're like, oh, shut up, like, they're like, just stop. Let them do. Yeah. 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 So, um, I also thought it was, like, very interesting how, like, the children had their ideas of how to do certain things or how to help things, Mm -hmm. and the kid, or the adults around Hansel and Gretel were very quick to dismiss it sometimes and they were just like look we've already done all this stuff yeah like I can handle it and you see that a lot even with Gretel when she was by herself in the widow's house she was like you know uh, she acted older than she thought she was than she actually was yeah you see some which is very which is very like that's a very like 10 or 11 12 year old thing to do I was going like, to say, like, even a I little can, bit of teenage, where, like, yeah. you don't know what I feel, or, you know, like... Oh, yeah, I'm older than you think, I know what I'm doing with my life, yeah. and then it's, like, that protective adult who's, like, no, yeah. and then, like, okay, fine, like, if you have to do this, like, I'm going to guide you to do this, but even with that feeling of, like, I'm old enough to know, and then it's, like, oh, wait, I wasn't. And she was still allowed to come back and be like that yeah. child. And, um, yeah. So I thought it was, I thought it was nice how he handled a lot of, like, so, like I said, there's things in here that I have friends who would not be able to handle some of this stuff. Like when she cut off her finger to open the cave for this uh, swallows, I was like, yep, I, my friend could never read this because she cannot handle any type of gore. Right. And anything scary, which is totally fine, because it's just not for everybody. But it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah. What I like as a parent is in the storybook or in the books and even in, within the podcast, he's very adamant, like, like he teaches things in a way uh, about like how to treat women. And, you know, like hundreds of years ago, what did the dads always do to the daughters? Do you remember? They would give them to give them away to be married to like a king and they never met the king or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And what does he say? He's like, that's that's not nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So because she didn't have a say in it. So he's very like adamant about teaching like this awareness of the kids or the, the, the children and even the, you know, the, the female characters being able to have a say in what they they believe because like even like at the very beginning of the book um they go and like they're they're gonna go kidnap the golden queen or whatever yeah and like he's like I just want to say this is not the right thing to do and not an okay thing to do you just don't like yeah kidnap somebody Right. That's not a good thing. I mean, you kind of get that from the very beginning, too. Like, it's a lot more extreme than just, like, don't kidnap people or whatever. But even when they were, like, they left because mom and dad cut off our head. And we just don't think that's something adults should do to children. Right. And you're, like. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah, you're right. Nobody should do that to children. Nobody should do that to anybody. Should anybody do that to anybody? No. Nope. You still have your no. head, huh? <laughs> um we didn't connect it with twine magical twine magical twine nope nope <laughs> okay 
Nope, we still got our our pristine little neck, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Was there? So I do think you guys finished the book a lot before me. So I don't know how much you'll actually remember. But do you guys have a favorite chapter in the book? A favorite story? Do you have a favorite story? Let's see here if I can find the um. Because the there, yeah, there was um. There's a faithful Johannes. Johannes, Hansel, and Gretel. The Seven Swallows, Brother and Sister, A Smile as Red as Blood, The Three Golden Hairs, Hansel and Gretel and the Broken Kingdom, Hansel and Gretel and the Dragon, and then Hansel and Gretel and their parents. Do you remember which chapter you liked the most? I think it has to be Faithful Johannes. You, yeah, you like Faithful Johannes. I liked... Well, actually, tell us, why did you like Faithful Yeah, why, why do you like Faithful Johannes? Well, because it's kind of like the start of the story of how um, it all happened. Right. You get to learn all the back, the background, the background history, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, there's, like, a very faithful servant that, like not the version of understanding you know today it's like understood but yeah underneath them and bearing all their troubles right mm-hmm. you know who who kind of does that for you sometimes who understands you that's right mama does and daddy we're kind of like your your support and your building block and that's kind of what Johannes was to all the kings and even the new king after his father passed away, right? Mm-hmm. But another thing I like about him is that he lived for, like, thousands of years. He was really, really old. That he or all the, very kings, old. or the all the kings died really, really young. I'm not sure yeah. which. It's a fairy <laughs> yeah. tale, so it could have been both. Yeah. Both. I don't know, though. I felt like the king, when he died, seemed very old. I think he was. I do think he was. the king was very old. Yeah, so I am I think Johannes was probably thousands of years old. He was probably thousands of years old. Maybe <laughs> millions. Maybe millions. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. He was old. Um, yeah. What was your favorite chapter or story? Mine was, um, I think it was The Three Golden Hairs. I, yeah, I was going to say that one. I also liked The Smile as Red as Blood. Me too. They're both I, really good stories. Yeah, I kind of, so <laughs> Hansel and Gretel together kind of annoyed me. <laughs> Separately. Sometimes they, reading yeah. it, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm over it. Stop it, kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just like okay, you're whining and now you're being lazy and you're eating everything. And then, you know, um, I also think I liked it because, you know, like, like Dash was just saying, like the faithful Johannes, like it sets up the origin of everything of like how Hansel and Gretel came to be. And then you kind of go into like this stereotypical Hansel and Gretel where they go into the woods, they get like, they meet the witch. Yeah. Um, 
So I kind of liked it also because it was the story after them, and then they had to kind of break apart a little bit. They had to um, find themselves. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It let them find themselves a little bit, you know. Because um, I one thing that I did really like, well, okay, I'll get to it in a second, but it, it, it kind of goes to, like, female power. But um, I just loved in the golden hairs, like... I just, like, I was literally chuckling while I was reading that chapter. Yeah. It's a funny because story. Because it's like, well, why don't, like, why don't you have wine? Oh, devil knows. Oh, I'm going to go see the devil. What? What? And it was just, like, the exact same story, like, three in a row. Yeah. And then it was just kind of, like, showed kind of, like, the wittiness and cleverness that, like, people can have. Um not even just, like, children or kids, right. but kids can be really funny and clever as well. Yeah. But it was just the whole idea of a young boy, like, tricking the devil. And it was just, like, why do you say the devil knows? Oh, it's just an expression. Oh, okay. Right. You know, it's just the saying. And then, right. um, like, I'm still going to ask him. I'm still going to yeah, ask. Exactly. That's right. I don't care. I'm ask just. <laughs> well, and that but was, like, was like what I loved about it. Like, devil knows, and he's like, right. I don't know though. I don't know where my right. glasses are. <laughs> like I was just <laughs> <That's glasses>. so <laughs> funny. That what that chapter or story just had a lot of. Just, it was really just funny and um, just witty, and yeah. you're like, okay, Hansel, you're. You you kind of got from the book the other stories. He's not like the smartest of the of the siblings. Right. He's he's a good kid. He's just not as quick as Gretel. Like right. He doesn't think as quick as Gretel. And this one really made him like come out of it where he did the he became the story not the story yeah. but he became the hero of the story. Right. Um, well, and he had part, at that part. Yeah. He also consciously chose to be good yeah because he was like you know what I was acting a fool I was acting bad it got me in a really bad spot and it Mm -hmm. was like he chose to change himself he chose in that moment um to be good I also I personally just really like stories that you get a peek in like people's different versions of what hell is and what the devil is and like I don't know. I just thought it was really funny that the devil had to wear glasses to find the sinners. <laughs> and yes. that his sight was so bad without his glasses, he couldn't do anything. And then it just put him in a really bad mood. Yeah. I love that he was like upset about leftovers. I just thought that was funny because <laughs> you have this thing that's supposed to be ancient as long as the world has ever existed. The devil's existed. And he's there, like, throwing a, a mini tantrum because he yeah. has to have leftovers, and he hates them, and he can't find his glasses. And his grandmother's, like, singing, and he's like, why are you singing? And then, um, <laughs> which, what I also liked about that was very much the context of Robin, uh, Robin, Little Red Riding Hood, yeah. where the wolf dresses up as grandma, and Hansel dresses up as grandma, and then it, they even did the whole, like, why are you singing like that? Oh, to put you to sleep, my dear. Why are you doing this? Oh, the better to to yeah. feed you. Like, um, it was all very much the Little Red Riding Hood, but it was yeah. Hansel's grandma instead of the wolf. 
Um, but then I also liked as well that like once he had the three hairs, he was able to see what hell really was. Right. It was and nothing. it was literally just them rolling on the ground in their own misery, imagining yeah. being tortured. And it's, I feel like it's just very symbolic of like what people tend to do to themselves. They, oh, for sure. they put themselves through their own torture of what's in their own mind. And, yeah. um, you know, even Hansel, when he was like actually thrown into the fire pit, the same thing happened. You know, yeah. he, I don't know if you remember Dash, he gets like pushed down and he's like screaming because it hurts so bad. And then he was just like, but this doesn't hurt as bad as me letting down Gretel. The guilt and, yeah. yeah, the guilt of everything else. So he was like, once he realized that didn't hurt as bad as what he had done to other people. Do you remember like, what oh, he did when he handle. came up, Dash? Do you remember what he did when he came up? He did something with his face. He was about to scream. He, but he smiled instead, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, yeah. the 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 demons. What did they? What? They're like, wait, what? How did he not scream? Right. Then they pushed him down again. And then what did they say? Like, why is he not screaming? <laughs> they were so upset. I know, and they were like, this one's broken. He's freaking me out. <laughs> it was funny. We laughed at that part. We like yeah. we we really like that story. Gretel's version of like or yeah, Gretel's version of what happened to her, her like solo story where she did a lot of growth is called um a smile as red as blood. And as a parent, all I can say is I think Adam Gidwitz did a great job telling a story about how a person was grooming this child. Yes. And she didn't know it, but she she learned. And, like, people knew stay away from, or, like, the old lady, she's like, stay away from him. The widower, the widow, the mother, the mother yeah. inside the house, yeah. So um, it was just really like I, as a parent, I really like that chapter because um, sometimes like we talk with our kids about like don't let people do this to you, don't. And I feel like sometimes it's hard to find the right words or the right way to teach about it. But it's it it was nice to see something at like age level. Right. Yeah. And then I'm I like, feel I feel like cow, we've been, been grooming level. people for thousands and thousands of years. Then yeah, that went through exactly. my head. Right. No, totally. Well, because I felt like this was very extreme. It was yes. a murderer who was stealing souls from reaching oh, into their bro. throats. Do you remember what he turned them into? What the souls turned into in the cages? Oh. The doves, yeah. yeah. Sorry, he yeah. had a so, in front of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was, like, very extreme. But I feel like that could just be taken on so many levels. Grooming for so many different things. For sure. Even just, like, a friend grooming another friend to, like, get do them to do thing? something bad. Yeah. Like, that you know you're not supposed to do. Like, you know, take a piece of candy or something like that. Like... It, it all, there's grooming and all of that, and there's build up to all of it until something yeah. actually happens. So I thought it was nice to see that on an extreme level that you could very much break down into other levels. For sure. Yeah. yeah. 
those were those were my favorite those were my favorite too little stories. yeah I um I mean I I definitely enjoyed the whole thing I liked a lot of different aspects of it one thing that I also just loved was not only did he trick the devil to get the hairs just to go back really quickly, but I loved that he even <laughs> tricked the devil to run his own boat to his gate so he couldn't like so he couldn't go do anything. rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe grandma's ruling. The, and then well, she's of age. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. And then someone's like, who do we vote to be the next? Blah, blah, blah. Does the devil really die? Would his grandmother really die? I don't know where his parents are at. This is, like, weird. Like, did he get rid of them? Those questions are are not answered. But that's So many questions. Absolutely. So, so, so many questions. Because you could go way biblical with that and Mm -hmm. theoretical and, like, philosophical with that. So... No, you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who was your favorite character, Dash? Um, I don't know. I actually don't. You know. don't know. Sometimes it's hard if you yeah. have. Um, do you have like a favorite couple characters? I have like multiple favorite. Okay. Characters. Okay. Favorite, you're, you're multiple, multiple favorite. Yeah. Johannes. Hansel and Gretel. Okay, those are good characters. Yeah, those are so why, really good. Why did you like Johannes? Well, because um, he told Hansel how to get out of hell. Like, get the three golden hairs. He was very supportive, run. right? And yeah. he was with them. Mm-hmm. He, he got him to hell because Hansel didn't know how to get to hell. And then he told him how to get out of hell. And... Hansel did that in like probably a day or two. We have no idea, yeah. but it feels like maybe it was only a day or two. It felt like it. The thing that I liked about Johannes too was that I was really surprised that it was Johannes because it was in a fairy tale land and you don't know exactly how much time actually passed. Yeah. I kind of was expecting it to be the king and not Johannes. So I liked that it was Johannes and he kept his identity a little secret at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then why did what about, you like, Yeah, what about Hansel and Gretel? Well, I liked Hansel um was able to in the battle against the dragon to turn into a beast a little bit. Do a bit more damage to the dragon in the fight and that he managed to escape hell. Okay, what about mm-hmm. Gretel? Um I like that Gretel was able to defeat a warlock by telling everybody. She well, and she was mm-hmm. witty about it too. She was she used her noggin on how to get him in trouble, huh? Ha ha ha. And then I like that she managed to chop off the toe of the dragon. Yeah. Mhm. Like she's very brave, huh? Mhm. And was able to find out who the dragon was. Yeah. Which I'm gonna have a little secret until the end of this video. Okay. 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 We can reveal it. We'll let you do the big reveal. We'll do the big reveal. So. Yeah. Who was your favorite, Sheila? Oh. (laughs) So it's a very very minor character. I really like the tree character, the tree lady. 
I don't know why. Woodland tree women. I, I don't know. Where was there a tree lady? She, she in the where they lived in the forest. Like she allowed, like they. Oh yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a paragraph, all right. I don't know. I like <laughs> nature like characters. Like grandmother. Yeah, Willow. she's like grandmother Willow, but not mm-hmm. called grandmother Willow. And but that was just a minor character. Um, but I just liked. Yeah. I just but like this. This is like your favorite. My favorite, favorite. favorite. It's really hard. It's like you. I'm. It's hard. But you I like I like both Hansel and Gretel, but I'm gonna say Gretel is my like favorite out of the two. And I don't know if it's because she's a girl and I'm a girl, but she's like she's pretty. Don't mind my language, Dash. She's pretty bad badass, you know, like yeah, she is for a little girl. And, like, first to run away and then to, you know, escape the baker lady and then then to go on a journey to save seven little boys. And, you know, like, I don't know. I just, there's a lot about her that, like, she's witty, she's smart, she's, like, cunning, you know, like, with the, the yeah. warlock, she was cunning. I just really loved, like... Who she grew to be as well. Like, I like Hansel, but I just, I love seeing a strong girl character. Because I feel like we didn't get a lot of those as kids. No, not at all. You're just funny. (laughs) Yeah. You can see stuff like this now. We didn't really have a lot of strong girl characters that did amazing stuff like this in our our children literature as kids. Yeah, a lot of the strong female characters that we grew up still had, at some point, had to have a boy or a man come in and save them in some way. Right. And she did a or lot of them. saving herself. Yeah. I liked that. Um, How about you? So, I have two as well. One of them is a minor character. I really liked the widow that took Gretel in. Yes, I liked her too. And the reason why I really liked the widow is it was one of the adult characters in the book that literally had zero intention of anything negative or vindictive or conniving or anything towards the children. And... It was also, like, one of the points where Gretel could be an actual child. She didn't have to worry about a lot of things. She played with all the other little kids a lot. Right. Um, And the widow just really genuinely cared for her. Yeah. And when she was getting closer to the warlock, she was, like, trying to warn her against her. And, you know, it was, like, forbidding her to go out. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Gretel said some, like, regrettable things to her that could potentially harm relationships between young adults and like adults but um or children and adults because I know children can say very mean things Mm -hmm. but even when she like knew that Gretel wasn't going to concede and was going to go anyway she still was like okay fine then take these beans just in case the ash washes away with the rain yeah so you can still find your way back to us Yeah. So it just was like a pure adult that literally had no other intention, no other intention than letting this kid have a place to live and have a place to grow up. 
Yeah. So and to be loved, like I would say, yeah, be loved, be loved, and it was like truly like maybe the only like adult in the stories that was really putting the child first, like yes, really like made sure that the child had the things that she needed, but also like put a foot down in like I don't want you to go. Yeah. Yeah, because she took care of her, but she also made sure she was involved in a part of the community and, yeah. like, up, upheld her end of everything and responsibilities and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just really liked her character a lot. And I think that's one of the reasons why I liked that chapter so much was The Widow. Um, and then I'm with you, Shia. Like, my favorite is Gretel. Um, and it's for a lot of the same reasons. I felt like she had traditional female attributes of like compassion and like some of that um like quote unquote like motherly guilt mm-hmm. um that are often forced upon like female characters and stuff right. but she was all like you said cunning and smart and witty and i loved that in the book it all came down to her you know, like Dash said, she was the one who figured out who the dragon was. She was yeah. the one who flew up with the dragon in front of the moon to, like, you know, try to defeat it. She was the one who came up really with the idea of how to destroy the dragon. Yeah. She was the one that pushed Hansel to go find the seven swallows uh, because, you know, the parents that they had that they thought were so good felt sad and Mm -hmm. she was really the driving force of a lot of stuff. And I just, again, like it's really nice to see female characters that are like that because you don't always get to see that. Yeah. And women or, you know, kids. And we've talked about that several times on this podcast and books that we've read or things that we've watched where there always seems to be that moment where it's like the female needs saving and she didn't need saving. She was the one saving everyone. So yeah. I really liked that. Me too. Saved every yeah. person. Nearly. She did. She saved her. Every kingdom. person. She saved her parents. Every person. Every, yeah. person. every person. She was smart enough to like grab the twine. Yeah. That her cut. She was very quick, like very quick witted. She was. So, do you have a, I was going to say, a favorite character that you disliked? Did you have a character <laughs> that you disliked? Well, um, I didn't like the Baker woman. The Baker, no, she wasn't very nice. Why yeah. did you not like the Baker woman? Well, because she would eat you if she saw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else about her that you didn't like? No. Not really. Not really, yeah. She's pretty. pretty That's like the only thing that I didn't like about her. She's pretty vile to want to eat yeah. children. Um, I'd say mine. But that's not my place. Oh, who's who's another one you don't like? Um, I have like three I don't like, but the final one I say I don't like at all. Okay. Um, uh, another one I don't like is the um, warlock. We were like, yeah, I didn't like him. Yeah, nope, didn't like him. Who uh, else? The final person, which I disliked the most, was the devil. The devil? You didn't like him? At all. At all. Why? <laughs> because. He's a devil? No. Oh. He wants his devil people to act, to make, try and make the people imagine that they're being tortured. Oh, okay. 
that's fair. Um, that, that's very fair. Uh, my let's see here. Who do I dislike the most? The the Duke, the Duke. Oh the yeah. Not, well, the not the Duke, the Lord. He was a Lord, but I think he was a Duke also. Okay. The guy that adopted yeah. Hansel after Hansel was saved from being the some wild creature that he became. <laughs> yeah. It, I just I'm like I I don't know. Like he just he gambled basically his life away and I I understand gambling could be yeah. a an addiction and a problem. And that's another great thing that um, Adam Gidwitz puts into the story is about how you sometimes get sucked in by these these things like gambling and you can't get yourself out of it. Yeah. Um, and you end up making really bad mistakes, like giving the child that you so desperately wanted to the devil. Yeah. So I had to look it up because he is a duke. And I was like, no, they. I feel like they called him a lord. But he has a manor where the lords and ladies hang out. But he's called the duke throughout the chapter. So. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Now, um, after, like, well, the duke hunted him. And then it was a different person that took him. Yeah. That's why I'm confused, I think. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, no. That's I, fine. See, now I it up <laughs> but yeah I really didn't like him and then trying to think I mean I don't know yeah he was probably one I didn't like like I didn't like the warlock but I didn't I didn't like him from the beginning anyways he was evil the bad dude yeah anyone else you didn't like well there's a lot of characters in this book that you can dislike kind of dislike the parents Oh, like, so it was a lord who ended up taking him, but did they name okay. him? I don't think they name him. Mm-mm. I was like, I felt like they called him both things, but now I understand why. Um, okay, so the du- the lord was your favorite yeah. dislike? I think, I don't know. That I sounds really weird to say, but... Weird. My most disliked character? Yeah. yeah okay, so, so yeah. my most disliked characters, I have two. <gasps> I really couldn't stand the king and queen. I didn't, I mean, yeah, I didn't really like them either. Like, I mean, I also felt like they were the only ones who didn't grow and learn anything throughout the whole book. Mm-mm. And even towards the end, I felt like they gave the kingdom to Hansel and Gretel just because they didn't want to do it. They couldn't handle it. <laughs> just like, like, they just couldn't handle it. And I was like, these people learned nothing and they're very selfish. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, they can protect the kingdom. Well, they didn't have, like, any life experience, and their ch- children ended up having more life experience than they ever had. And, like, a short, in, like, a few years. Right. Yeah. Just, like, however long the, the children were gone, a few years. But they that's the thing is, just so you know, people, like, this is probably over a course of, like, two to three, maybe four or five years. Because, like, yeah. they leave as, I would say, probably children about eight or nine, maybe ten, and they come back um, older and taller. Like, that that's all you know. They're yeah. just bigger. <laughs> they're taller and older. But right. you don't know how much older. You just know that they're, they've grown. Right. Inside and physically. And, right. And um, 
Yeah, because they were in the forest for quite a long time. They were. And they were, they traveled for the, to the Swallows for months and months. I feel like that one was like a year's travel. Yeah. Um, They lived. Because they the even, they even mentioned that they grew out of like oh, their months. clothes and everything like that on that trip. So. Yeah. The Baker woman, they lived with her for a couple months. Already. Yeah. They lived with the, the other family. For a few months, so I don't know. Like, I I want to say it's at least two years, but it could be longer. But nothing is. Yeah, like I was specific. I was thinking a solid two to four years. Leaders yeah. come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um. Oh, what so, was your your parents? Oh, they were just it. They, oh, I just okay. didn't like Sorry. them. Sorry, you said two, and I was counting them as one. My oh bad. no, the the multiple I, is. The king and the queen. I put them as, like, as one character. Why? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because, I mean, part of me didn't really like the mother of this, um, not the mother, the father of the seven sons. Mm-hmm. Because he was just, like, like what he, he couldn't really enjoy what he had in front mm-hmm. of him. Um, so I didn't really like that, but um, nothing, like too crazy i would say if it if it wasn't the king and queen like he's the first adult that would come to mind but right yeah um so dash what's the big reveal what's the big spoiler the big spoiler well if you if some of you are watching and you already know this you you don't have to you can turn the volume down and till Wait like 10 seconds. Yeah, wait like 10 seconds. You can do it uh, now. Now. Okay. So, um, the spoiler is the king is the dragon. <gasps> yeah. So, yeah. that's the big reveal, huh? That was, big, that was a big thing. And then they figured it out. Mm hmm. Then they saved their kingdom again. Yeah. Probably saved their kingdom like over ten times. Yeah. After. For sure. Probably. This is a, on top of a book, it just came out, I think, in November as a Netflix. It might have been October, but this past fall, Netflix has a A, um, TV show. Yeah, for it. And it is, it's called the same as the book, A Tale Dark and Grim. And it's different where it has a chocolate fountain that makes chocolate cake instead. <laughs> oh. And um, Hansel, instead of locking the grandma, um, that's the that's a devil, in the attic, locked her inside her um, a closet. Her closet. Yeah. So yeah. So they did some some changes. But what did you and think of the um warlock? Um. Well, not just that, but the dad was whenever he was just sad. Sometimes he held a dragon toy. That's right. And had a humongous tear. A tear. Yeah. <laughs> so and then. The 
and then there was like a room that they didn't really enter often unless they were going to sleep that mm -hmm. was a big room the difference is they don't enter it almost at all they have like different rooms. they have their own rooms we're like in the book the kids they they slept in the room with the seven beds whereas in this in the movie they that room was off limits so i have a question for you did you like the tv show i liked the tv show better because i didn't have to imagine what it did the the visuals for you um but for the most part like because sometimes we've we've watched movie or we've watched tv shows or movies after we read a book and they don't really follow the story at all did this one follow the story pretty good yeah yeah it but, had some little changes like you said and they and sometimes they added i feel like with this one they added a few things like the toy or whatever in about for the seven sparrows they added that swallows, swallows sorry swallows i got in trouble um he <laughs> <laughs> you tell her dash you tell her um Wallows. Like, it just added more to the story that, like, when they finally found the little boys, um, they gave them, they gave the, it was the youngest dragon, I think, and they gave it to him, and so it was just, like, it was nice. No, they didn't give it. I thought they were going to give it to him, and then he gave it back to them. Yeah, yeah, they gave it. Yeah. Gave so, but, like. And then, um. Fixed it. Yeah, and it broke at one point. So, but they they did like some creative changes. And Gretel didn't get hurt in the um, TV show. Yeah, they did some creative changes, but I think yeah. it worked out fine. Like they didn't bother me. It's not like in the first Harry Potter movie when Neville's not in the forest with them. I, I'm just saying, like, right. that always bothered me. There's subtle changes. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes, sometimes TV shows or movies will do that. Like, you know, the dragon toy, they yeah. do a little bit more foreshadowing um, with things like that, especially mm -hmm. if it's a series and not the actual movie. And just to connect the episodes a little bit more and do stuff. So. And sometimes they have to do stuff like that for visual for visual purposes to add just yeah. to add to the story so but we um we enjoyed the tv show i would say go check it out when you get a chance jojo all right i will i actually like i said before um we let dash talk about the show because i hadn't seen it yet but i was gonna try to watch at least one episode before tonight and i wasn't able to i think you'll like it so. I think I will. It was fun. I mean, it was a fun book. I think I'm going to check out that podcast, too, just for Yeah, fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, um, and he even um, has it, uh, has the um, the grim, a tale dark and grim as one of his things. Remember? No, apparently I don't. <laughs> like, is it in his intro, or? No. It's, it, it was it's, a, it's just, like, one um, of the episodes? No. Oh. It's a, uh, it's something that's like completely different from the first parts of the podcast, and we just and he does like he does his things where he talks. Oh, okay, sorry. We so I forgot to mention this. I know what he's talking about now. So we also listened to on top of reading it physically. 
Um, we also did audiobook at one point. So mm. we did a little bit of like, so we got double the book. Oh, um, wow. Oh, so he does the narration? He Yeah. And so he's one of the authors that can read his his books very well. We've talked about how, how Neil Gaiman can. We've talked about how there's other authors that they probably shouldn't have. And he he is one of them. And he did a great job of, like, I like how he was able to explain the understood better than, like, me trying to read it. Like, I remember when I read it, I'm like, I'm not saying it the way he said it. Um, Or the way I was saying it. Or the way you were saying it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Understood. Thank you. Understood. Like that? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But, yeah, so I really enjoyed listening to it as well. I enjoyed reading it. And that was actually one thing, like, him breaking the fourth wall. I wasn't sure how you were going to like that. I was like, is this something Josie's going to like or not like? (laughs) I wasn't wasn't sure, like, how you were going to handle it. Um, I don't know. Like, I just wasn't sure because I know for some people, like, that's something that would bother them. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like if I was just, like, an avid reader and not used to, like, the discussion of the fourth wall Mm -hmm. from, like, our backgrounds and, like, theater and dance and whatever, it's something that I might not like or enjoy. Mm -hmm. I've seen things and I've read things where it breaks the fourth wall where I'm just kind of, like, I didn't really understand the point of it. With this, I feel like breaking that fourth wall works a lot. It works really well. And it's it's definitely his style. Yeah, and it's, like, I almost wondered if even in his podcasts and stuff like that, if he broke the fourth wall like that, because his writing does that. Yeah, Um, like, he kind of does, where he's like, okay, we're about to get scary, or, and, like, the kids are like, yes, or whatever, like, he does, and he, like, he'll stop and explain a word, or if he's like, do you know what this means, and he'll, like, he'll get a a child or two to, yeah, to answer, so he does, it's, it's really kind of a, well, not when you're doing Tale Dark and Grim, well, no, not Tale Dark and Grim, that was just, that's the book, but, like, the podcast podcast, He's very interactive with his listeners, the children, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, so it works, like, and I like how that worked. And I think it all started that way because he used to be, like, a second or first grade teacher. And years ago, he was teaching and one of his little students was like, you should be, you should write, or you should publish a book with all your stories. And he decided to do it and he did mm-hmm. and then he paid, did a podcast instead yep and now he has a podcast and a tv show and um but I think like you know he's writing how he was teaching his students right and which is why it works because he's it, doing what he knows and not exactly something he's like trying to learn and trying to do yeah and I think yeah. that's why it totally works like it he knows he knows his audience, which is, you know, grade middle grade, um, yeah, elementary schoolers. So yeah, and is is Adam? Who's your favorite author? Um, I'd say Adam. Adam Gibbets. 
He's a popular dude in our better. house. Nice. Hear that, Adam? Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Adam. Okay, Dash, would you recommend this to anyone? Do you recommend this story or book? Yeah. 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 It, any reasons why or? Well, the reason is if you at, like Adam Gidwitz stuff, he will, if you're not liking a part, you could just, you have a few moments to take a few deep breaths. Or like, he tells you, like, he'll be like, go ahead and skip to blah, the next blah, chapter blah. or whatever, right? But so that is nice. That is nice. Your friend might like it for that. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. No. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Okay, what about you, Aunt JoJo? I would recommend this, and I actually did last night after I finished it. Yay! Um, or, like, when I finished it yesterday. I have a couple friends that we're in a Snapchat group to each other, and totally not related to this. We were talking about the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. There's mm. four of us in this chat, and two of us have seen the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous, and we were saying all these really funny quotes back and forth to each other. And the other two were like, I've never even seen this movie or heard of it. And we were like, oh, my gosh, it's like 1999. Like, best. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, on another note, because they have children. So one of them has four children ranging from, I believe, about one to probably like Dash's age, like eight or nine. The oldest is like eight or nine. And the other one has two children. And they're probably, the oldest is probably around Dash's age as well, maybe a little bit younger. But the, um, her mom, they watch, they watch some things and, like, get introduced to some things that maybe have some, like, heavier content or storylines. There, she doesn't really, um, I wouldn't say she just is, like, letting them watch anything and everything. Like, right. she's with them and she explains things to them and she, but she does expose them to a lot of different things. So I actually suggested this to both of those mothers because they like to read themselves. They like to do things for their kids. So I thought it might be something really fun and interactive for them and the oldest, if not like other children in the group. So I would recommend it. And I actually I want to recommend it to one of my other friends. Um, their oldest son is 11 and he's reading the Harry Potter books right now. Oh, I think he'd like um, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he would like it. And it would be something that could be interactive that he could talk to the parents about or he could talk to me about and stuff like that. Right. So, well, and yeah, then I, I would recommend uh, it. Honestly, I would even recommend it to, like, my friends. Like, oh, if you want yeah. something that's, like, kind of funny and a spin on fairy tales. Like, I have a lot of friends who are into um, Disney fairy tales or just fairy tales in general. And I think they would probably enjoy this. So Yeah. I would also suggest this book. Um but I've become a big fan of Adam Gidwitz since mm -hmm. we started listening to the podcast. So I felt like I was going to enjoy this anyways. And this tale, um, tale Dark and Grim is actually the first of a three book series. And um, I think like we have all three books. I think we've listened to the first and the second one. I, I don't think we've listened to the third one yet. Have we listened to the third one? Maybe. 
I can't remember. <laughs> um, but but that's also like something that you know if you wanted to read with um, those other children, the next books you could. So yeah. Um, and then if you guys wanted to do like a, a Tell Dark and Grim marathon on Netflix or something, you could do that as well. Yeah, for sure. Tell Dark and Grim marathon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is what I live with, people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would totally um, share this, or not share, recommend this. Recommend book. it. Yeah. I would recommend his other stuff too. So. Yeah. Any last thoughts about it? Um, I don't know. I don't have any. I don't think I have any either. I think I talked about all the things I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, me too. Um, awesome. Have you you pulled anything else from your bookshelf recently? I know you've been a little Uh, busy. I have been busy, but I have tried to read a couple things. I read this book. It was a cute little book called The Hope Chest. Um, I am currently reading something called Every Last Secret. Um, I read All the Lights You Cannot See, which I think I might have mentioned that last time, but I can't remember. I can't remember if you were still reading it or if you had finished it. I think I was starting it or still reading it, but I did finish that. Um... I think that's it. I do have a couple other books that I I really wanted to read a Christmas book. I always like to read like a cute mm. little quippy like Christmas book. Yeah. And I did not have the time off that I wanted for my vacation, which is fine. But um but I am about to go on vacation, so I think that might be one of my books that I read. So Very cool. I have I'm like I still feel like it's wintery and stuff like that that I could read some Christmas books still. Right. Well, Dash and I and Eric, we did A Tell Dark and Grim, A Glass Gimmery, Grimmery, Grimmery. What else did we read? Um, oh, we did, oh, I don't remember what it's called. The Unicorn Society, something, something the Unicorn Society. I don't have oh, it here. The Secret Unicorn the- is it the secret the unicorn Uni- rescue society? The secret, yes, the that's secret, off. the secret rescue. Yes, that's one of his other books. Um, it's a series. It's featured yeah. in the back of his book. That's the only reason why. Okay, I know I'm like mine it. doesn't tell me, but yes, we read the first one. Oh, we did um, two. Uh, we did upside down magic six and seven. I think mm-hmm. um, I finished. Murder or Murder Motherhood and Miraculous Grace or something like that. And then I just started um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Mm. So we, I, we, he and I have been hearing such good things about that and I have it downloaded. I'm really excited about some of my audible picks that I did last month. Um, And The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is one of them. Yeah. That's, um, it was, it, it'd been in my, my library for a while, and finally I was like, oh, I just need to read it. I feel like I did yeah. something else that I don't remember. Although, I was hoping that we would get around to it, and we didn't do it, but it's The Christmas Pig by J.K. Rowling. Um, oh, okay. And it's, it's like the size of the first Harry, the first source, uh, book, Sorcerer's Stone. Um, mm. 
And I was hoping that we would read it before Christmas and we never got around to it, but that's all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of um, twisted fairy tales. Yeah. Kind of twisted, but not super twisted. We, for next month, are going to read Go the Distance by, it's a, sorry, Go the Distance, A Twisted Tale by Jen Kalanita. Yeah, Uh, Kalanita. And this is by Disney, or produced by Disney. Um, We read the Little Mermaid one. What was that one? Um, Part of Your World. Part of Your World, um, about two years ago, with Andy, and we have got Andy to come back and join us for this yeah. one and read it with us. Yeah, so we're going to read Go the Distance. I know he's read a couple of their other ones, and I've gotten yeah. some from my sister, and I just bought the Aladdin one for one of the kiddos that I buy presents for, and oh, he's, like, awesome. super excited. Aladdin is his favorite That's one, perfect. so he's going to read that after the Harry Potter series. Good. Yeah, so... That's our next book. Join us for that one. Yeah. Um, you can find us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, all at Potheads Who Read, a podcast, or some variation of that, um, PHWR podcast. Um, you can also email us at potheadswhoread at gmail.com. Um, for recommendations, thoughts, or anything else, like us, review us, share us, follow us. Whatever it is you do on all the platforms that you listen to us on, it really helps us a lot. And we are super excited. We did not say this at the top of the show because we wanted to jump right in. But we're super excited because we have 2,000 downloads, which for our little niche podcast, that's (laughs) Yeah, our little small group. That's really good, and we're super excited about it. And we were hoping to get here a lot faster, but, you know, with the last year and everything, we're just super excited to be there now. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, we're super excited. So thank you for all your support and listening to us. And is there anything else? Dash said he wanted to say something. What do you want to say, Dash? Well, if some of you watch YouTube... Soon, I might put out a YouTube video on my channel called Dash's Big Gaming Bash. Yes. Ooh, Check that out. Nice. Check that out when we get it Check up and it going. Um, yeah. But I want to... I see- can't go live if any of you want to see my live stuff, but once I get another... Once I get a laptop or an, another computer, um, I could maybe do yeah. live stuff. Yeah. But listen, okay. maybe it'll be like an hour... It's gonna. Be, it's a work in progress. Cause I don't have like I have a timer on my thing, but you'll yeah. see me do a lot of Roblox Arsenal. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you, hey buddy. I want to say thank you so much for doing this with Aunt Jojo and I tonight. Did you have fun? Yeah. Yeah, we had fun. We too. had a lot of fun. Thank, thank you for you. joining us. Yes. You're welcome. Well, I think, I think that's, that's it, it, right? Yeah. All right. So thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. Yep. (laughs) Bye. Bye.